I'll be honest, this came as a bit of a surprise, but multiple outlets have Texas A&M ranked in their way too early top 25 rankings. You are locked on Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Whew, ladies and gentlemen, we have an interesting, interesting day that we will... Um, Include basketball at the very end, which, oh man, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I first want to talk about two different outlets on three and ESPN put out their way too early top 25 rankings. And both had Texas A&M in the 25 spot. I'll be honest with you. This did surprise me. Uh, I just, with, with how, like, okay, here's my thoughts. With how down everybody's been on AM, we talked about this last year a little bit. And it's kind of like, I think people bought so much into the hype train, um, you know, a couple of years ago that when Texas AM kind of underperformed um, a couple of years in a row, folks started to be like, okay, we're, we're not going to preseason overhype this team any, anymore. And I just did not expect to see Texas A&M ranked in these in these rankings. When I when I opened these links, did not expect to see Texas A&M ranked. Now they were 25, it's not like they were 16, but still, I mean they were in there. And that did surprise me a little bit. I just thought with everything Texas A&M lost in the portal, coaching turnover, these these you know, national outlets weren't going to be super stoked about what's going on with Texas A&M. Maybe they were in on the future of with Coach Elko, but I didn't think they were going to be in on right now. But I was, I was wrong, um, and I, I'm happy I was wrong about this. But so ESPN's top twenty-five, it gave like you know a little blurb for each team as to why they were there and stuff like that, and 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 this is what they had down for Texas A&M. And I just kind of, you know, wrote bullet points, but they're high on on Nick Scorton. They're high on Connor Wigman. They're high on Coach Colin Klein, on Des Ricks, and Terry Bussey. So those are the are the are the things that they are looking forward to seeing for Texas A&M, which everything on that list I'm looking forward to seeing as well. I mean, we know um, you know, how good Nick Scorton can be. I think Connor Wigman's going to be incredible this season. Coach Klein, I think, is going to be a huge different, a huge difference maker um, without pads on. Of course, you know, coaching, calling plays, making decisions when it comes to the offense. Um, and then Des Ricks, again, I mean, he was a really highly ranked recruit. Um, didn't, you know, see the field. I, mean, I think it was like, what, four snaps at Alabama. Um, and now he come, you know, when Coach Saban retires, he comes to Texas A&M looking for a new home and he's got one and he can be a really good player in a position that Texas A&M really struggled last year. 
And then Terry Bussey, I mean, everybody, everybody knows who he is and what he can do. Now, once again, Coach Elko said this, let's manage expectations on him. I mean, if Bussey doesn't play a ton his freshman year, it, it is hard to play as a freshman in college football and in the SEC. So, I mean, and it's funny because, like, I can sit here and say, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's manage expectations on Terry Bussey. But at the same time, I just don't see a world where he isn't on the field this season. I just think he's too good. I think he's already one of the most talented players on this entire roster. I mean, it, he's just one of the best football players I have ever seen in my entire life when it comes to the the, the um, high school tape. I mean, I you know, at the All-American game, I mean, everything he does, he just looks great doing it. I talk about it all the time. I mean, I, I've never in my life been so sure of a dude being an NFL player than I am on Terry Bussey. I mean, I know this guy is going to be going to be strapping up in the in the NFL at some point. Um, and this was the other incredibly interesting part of these top twenty-five rankings. So these numbers I'm going to run through came from the ESPN way too early top twenty-five list. Texas A&M plays four, four ranked opponents. Number 12, LSU. Number seven, Missouri. Number five, Notre Dame. And number four, Texas. All four of these games will be played in Kyle Field. Are you kidding me? I mean, if I would have told you after the schedule last year, where like the only ranked game you played in Kyle Field was the matchup with Alabama. I mean, you had to go, you had to go pretty much everywhere. I mean, you had to go play, um, yeah, you had to go play LSU. You had to go play Ole, uh, Ole Miss. You had to go play all these good teams on the road away from home. It was just a, an incredibly difficult schedule having to play. You know, ranked teams away from home is never easy. Knowing that, and this is what I've discussed a ton here on Locked on Aggies, but seeing it like in written word kind of, you know, exemplifies what I've been saying. But this is what makes this schedule so manageable. Every game that you are, that you, you know, your, your, your road games, Mississippi State, Auburn, Florida, Arkansas, the neutral sites, South Carolina, these are all winnable, winnable football games. Um, and then your home games are going to be difficult, but you're going to have 100,000 people screaming and yelling and rooting for you and cheering you on. And, you know, I mean, the whole 12th man, I mean, this is this is what I'm getting at here is, is I mean, Texas a here, we talked about yesterday how Texas A&M's uh, projected win total from FanDuel was eight and a half, and, you, you know, which means you have to take higher or lower. I think the – I think Texas A&M is going to win one of these four games right here. One of these four games at home. I don't think – I can promise you the atmospheres at all four of those games are going to be insane. And Texas A&M will win one of those four games. So what will make or break Texas A&M for the 2024 season is the Auburn road game and the Florida road game. If you win both of those games, Texas A&M wins nine games. If you lose one of those games, I think Texas A&M wins eight games. 
I just have a feeling that regardless of what happens at Auburn, at LSU, I mean, at um, Florida, that Texas A&M is going to win one of these four games and win eight or nine games next season. The schedule just sets up so nice. And, I mean, listen, Missouri, Coach Trinkwitz has done a great job over there. I'm not taking anything away from that football program, but I need to see it one more time. You know, I need to see it one more time to make sure this this thing is legit. And I think it will be. I'm, I'm not knocking Missouri. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a believer. I, I did a few weeks ago. I've changed my opinion. I'm a little more in on Missouri than I than I was a few weeks ago. But I do want to add the point of, you know, I do think that they – I want to see them do it again. I want them to prove that they can do it again. And I think they can do that, but I need to see it. Notre Dame, we talk about is overhyped every year. Texas, I don't care if Texas is the best team in the history of the world. They're coming to Kyle Field in what will be a rivalry game. That's going to be a good football game. I'm not saying AM's going to win that game, but I am saying that is going to be a good competitive football game. And I can absolutely guarantee you that. And then LSU, I mean, listen, you got a new quarterback. What's going to happen on defense? There are so many question marks with LSU. I, I almost feel not safe, but I feel like calling Texas A&M to beat LSU right now is not um, a crazy take. So, I mean, if if I was going to pick Texas A&M right now to win one of these four games, it would be the LSU game. And in all honesty, I think the next game that I feel good about would be the Notre Dame game. Um, so, I mean, I think Texas A&M could win two of those games, in all honesty, and lose to Texas and Missouri. I think – and – and go nine and three or ten and two. I mean that that is how manageable this schedule is. This is such a good schedule. I mean, you know, think about every game that you're going to be super stressed about. Ranked game is going to be played in Caulfield. Now, the Auburn game, the Florida game, tough, tough matchups. Not saying you're going to feel good about those, but you feel really good looking at this schedule, look at staring this down and going, man. Texas A&M's ranked opponents are all at home, and that is really exciting. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I was a little bit surprised to see this, but nevertheless, Texas A&M is ranked in these two from on three and, and ESPN in the top twenty-five. That's just really, really exciting. Can't wait to. I mean, I, I'm just getting more and more excited for this season as the days go by. I want to talk a little bit about how deep the quarterback battle will go this year. Will we see it go as deep as it did last year, or will we know a starter you know, earlier before the season starts? We'll have that conversation coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time. I absolutely love Game Time. What I love about Game Time is they are in the business of saving you money. The the competitors of Game Time, you know, they're they're just they're they're about making a buck. They're about, you know, I always say these events, these events, football games, baseball games, basketball games, uh, hockey games, comedy, uh, concerts, whatever you want to go to. I mean, this is the stuff, you know, we all go to work. We work every day, work hard, and you want to go do these things. They're fun. They're, this is the stuff that that makes every day fly by, right? Having to spend a ton of money on those events, 
ruins it. And that's what the, the competition of Game Time wants to do. Game Time wants to save you money, and that is what I love about the Game Time app. I also love how easy the app is to use and how when you're buying a ticket to an event, it will show you where your seat is. You can see where you're going to sit. Do I like this, this uh, seat? Is it a good angle? Can I see um, – is it a good angle to home plate? Can I see the pitches? Can I see um, – am I down the 50-yard line? Am I am I behind the, the basket? Where, where am I? What does my area look like? And I love that feature. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time right now. Uh, I mean, and right now you can go to Game Time and you can use code Locked On when you download the Game Time app to get twenty dollars off. So terms apply. Just download Game Time, and if you're going to Game Time, use lock code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So looking at the 2024 season, there's going to be a quarterback battle. As we've discussed, and as you everydayers here at Locked on Aggies know, I am not all that much of a believer um, when it comes to someone other than Connor Wigman starting for Texas A&M next season. I, um, I am so excited to see Connor Wigman throw footballs in Kyle Field and away from Kyle Field because I think he is going to have a monster season. And I do think his name is going to be at least a few weeks into the season discussed around the Heisman race. The the betting odds around around the Heisman right now agree with me with Connor Rigman. I mean he's got some t- he's got really good odds to win the Heisman trophy. I'm not saying I believe he's going to win the Heisman trophy. I'm simply saying that the odds believe that he's got a legitimate shot to do that. So, um, you know, last year, and it was funny, I had to go back because I couldn't totally remember. I knew it was right before the year started, but I went back and found my episode where I talked about Connor Wigman being named quarterback one, and it was on August 29th. So I assume that means we found out on August 28th, and the season kicked off on September 2nd. So we found out like the week of the game, game week, who QB1 was going to be. And, you know, I'll just – I'll tell you this. There's two schools of thought for me from to naming a quarterback, a starting quarterback early. First thought is and, – and I remember a lot of folks commented disagreeing with me on this, and I still am not in on that. But I, I think those the reps with the first team are valuable. That is where you build – your rapport with your receivers. Now, yes, okay, you do want your second and third string quarterback, especially knowing Texas A&M's luck with quarterbacks staying healthy. You want your second string and third string to have reps with the starting receivers as well. Of course, I'm not saying you don't want that, but I do think the starting quarterback wants reps, a ton of reps with the starting receivers. It's just reality. This is where you build – you want to make mistakes now, not in the game. You want to um, say, okay, why did you go that way? I was expecting you to be here. You cut that ro- that route off early. That's why I threw the ball here. Or, yeah, I went here because um, I thought you were going to try and hit me here 
over. You know I mean, this is where you do this. You don't want to do this week one. You want to do this, especially with who Texas A&M starts the season with. You want to do this in the off season. And I am a big believer in the value of those first team reps. I think they are so, so important. I've talked to many, many, many players, SEC football players over the years that agree with how valuable those reps are. And, and it's just, you have to have them. So I think naming a starter earlier benefits your football team. Now, I'm all about competition. I talk about this all the time. You want Connor Wigman looking over his shoulder as deep into the offseason as possible because it's going to make him work harder. You don't want a quarterback who is, okay, I know I'm going to start, so we'll just kind of lollygag this offseason and not worry about it. Who cares? I know I'm going to start. doesn't matter. You don't want that. You want Connor Wigman thinking, man, if I don't practice well today, I am not going to start. That's what you want him to think. You don't want him to get, you know, um, in his, you know, big in his head. You don't want him to be uh, get full of himself because he knows he's a charter, knows his Heisman odds. You, know, you, you don't want that. You want you want him to stay humble, which I which that's who Connor Wigman is. That I don't think that would ever happen to him. I'm just you know making a point of that's why I think competition throughout the offseason is so valuable. So I'm not saying name the starting quarterback, you know, in July. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean, if you did it in early or you know mid August, August fourteenth, fifteenth, early August, I don't think an extra couple of weeks of first team reps would hurt at all. Is kind of what I'm getting at here. So, um, I, I, I'm anxious to see how deep this this quarterback race goes between Hen, uh, Jalen Henderson, Marcel Reed, and Connor Wigman. And I do think it'll be a three man race. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if. If, you know, maybe at midway point through um, the summer or through the start of the year or whatever, if, if they do try and get the race down from three to two to really get those reps between QB1 and QB2 um, with the starters, that will be interesting to me. Or do they let all three guys go to the very end and pick a starter? I, you know, I think I think you could see I'd, – I'd be a little surprised if they didn't cut the race from three to two. That normally happens because then you can give your your top two guys um, those main reps, and then your third guy can get the reps with you know the second and, and third team. So, um, but what all I'm saying, this is all I'm asking. All I'm asking is that Coach Elko, Coach Klein, you know, um, when it goes to making the decision on who's going to be the starting quarterback in the first season of the Elko tenure at Texas A&M, all I ask is that you let us know a week or two earlier. And give those give that guys. I assume it's gonna be Connor Wigman. Some um, some of you every day or two disagree with me, which is great. That's what makes this conversation so exciting and fun. Um, but let us know earlier into the off season, so we can, um, so they can have extra reps. You know, I think that's a real big help for them for these receivers, and, and it really cleans up the mistakes, especially in a season where you, when you open against. Notre Dame. I mean, you know what I mean? This is not, there's no, there's no warm up against, you know, last year for the Miami game, you got a warm up game. You don't get a warm up game. You're going to play Notre Dame, which right here ranks as number five team in these, in these way too early rankings. They'll be top 10 when they come to Kyle Field next year. You have got to be ready to go for that game. And I think QB1 and his receivers having those extra reps will help clean things up for that season opener 
against Notre Dame. You just don't want to start your season sloppy against a really good football team because that is how you are going to lose. So, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to discuss it. We're going to have to. Texas A&M beats Tennessee on Saturday. We're all happy. We're all excited. Wow, this team's really making moves. This is huge. And they lose to Vandy in Nashville. Killing, killing all of the momentum that they got together. Let's talk about this loss and what it means. And we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So yes, football season is over, but you're in the middle of basketball. College basketball, NBA basketball, and baseball is on the way. We've got baseball uh, in College Station coming up. I mean, this is so exciting. Baseball on Friday. I cannot wait to break this all down. A lot of exciting coming up there. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sports partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. This basketball game, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I've gotten better about not letting losses get to me. This one, this one got to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Vandy is awful. I mean, seriously, I've watched them play in person. I've watched them play a whole bunch of basketball games this year. I've seen them airball open threes, back-to-back possessions this year. I mean, this is a very bad basketball team. There is no sugarcoating. Now, no, take nothing away from Vandy. Congrats to them. Good win for that program. But that loss for Texas A&M is killer. I mean, you came into this one, you won three in a row, right? Yeah, over Florida, over Missouri, over Tennessee. Won three in a row. You expected to make it four in a row over Vandy, then head into Alabama um, and play a huge game, a huge game against Alabama, and you drop a game to Vandy. I mean, this, this really – if Texas A&M were to miss the NCAA tournament, which now is very, very much in play, this game I think you can chop up as the reason why. Um, and listen, y- y'all know I try to – when I can be, I'm going to be as positive as possible about most things. There is no possible way that I can spin this in a positive direction. This is just a flat-out embarrassing – embarrassing, horrible loss for Texas A&M against one of the worst teams, not only in the SEC, but in power six basketball. So this one, this one hurts. I mean, if you look at the box score, it's interesting. I mean, you lose by, and and once again, this was a buzzer beater. When I say a buzzer beater, I'm talking Texas A&M was up a point. Vandy shot the basketball. It went through the net and the, 
uh, as the red light turned on and the and the clock hit triple zeros. That we're talking full on buzzer beater, and you know Texas A and M loses seventy four seventy three to Vandy, who picked up their seventh win, seven and seventeen. The Commodores are. So here's the difference in the game. Texas A and M shot fifty one point one percent from the field. They shot forty four percent from three compared to. 44.1% from the field for Vandy and 30.4% from three. So you shoot 7% better from the field and 14% better from three. You out-rebound them by three, same amount of assists, only two more personal fouls. And get this. Um, they have – let me pull up this number. Uh, now, Texas a did only have eight offensive rebounds. They did beat you on the offensive glass by four. But get this, Texas A&M shot 17 free throws. Guess how many they made? 17. They made every single free throw. And, um, you know, it, the free throw battle was even pretty much. Vandy shoots 18. They make 15 of them. So you, you're you up plus two at the free throw line, but they shot one more. This is the difference. Vandy shot the basketball 59 times. Texas A&M shot it 47 times. That's really the difference in the game. I mean, Vandy made two more field goals than Texas A&M. Texas A&M won the three-point battle. They had eight made um, three-point three-point baskets. Vandy had seven. Um, but Vandy had two more made field goals and shooting 12 more. So, I mean, that was the difference. Vandy had more possessions and shot the basketball more. So, um, and perhaps those four more offensive rebounds played a role in this, but I mean, we can say, I'm, I'm not going to ruin everybody's day over this, even though I'm probably already have, because if y'all are as upset about this as I am, it's, it's not a fun morning thus far, but I mean, this is just, this is a season, you know, you should be 16 and eight right now instead of 15 and nine. I mean, this is, this is a loss that really could in the end of things, keep Texas A&M out of the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, now, if you win at Alabama on Saturday, you can turn things around, and, 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 and I'll stop screaming about it. But, I mean, this loss really does hurt you really much. hurts you a ton. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for being here every single day. I really, really do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day today. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. It really helps. Uh, leave five stars, review the show on podcast platforms. That helps as well. All the support helps. I really do appreciate it. Everybody have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.